Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. I'm your host, Scott Challoner, and today, as always, we'll be projecting the voices of real and authentic business leaders from across the nation and telling their real-life stories of success and of innovation. Joining me on today's show is Paul Newsham, partner at the RFM Chartered Group of Accountants, a multifaceted accountancy firm with seven offices across the Northwest, as well as a presence in London and Southeast Asia. Uh, Paul, welcome to the show and thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, good morning, Scott. Um, It's a pleasure uh, to meet and chat with you um, again. Yeah, of course. And just for the first time listeners that may be tuning into the podcast, it isn't the first time that Paul has joined us on the program. And I recall the last time, Paul, we were talking from the point of view that, you know, we were moving out of COVID restrictions, but some of them were still sort of lingering. And that was having a little bit of of an effect on yourself and some of the clients that you work with. But now that COVID restrictions have essentially gone what is the sort of prognosis looking like for not just your business, but some of those clients that you have been working with as well? Um, yes, well, from my particular business, um, you know, there's not, you know, our, our service has been, um, you know, continuous throughout COVID at the end of the day. The only thing that we noticed was the, you know, the type of advice that clients were requiring, you know, whether it be just handholding, reassurance, et cetera through COVID and then obviously as they've, as we've come out of COVID, excuse me, um, you, you know, the client's demands have maybe moved back to where they were before. Um, but then, you know, as we come out of COVID, clients are looking to, you know, restart the businesses, may need working capital, etc. So we are trying to help clients, you know, raise further funds to do that. Um, in respect of the clients themselves, there's kind of a mixed um, a mixed kind of uh, scenario as they come out of COVID because some of them have actually done well within COVID um, whereas some of, you know, for example in the hospitality sector have obviously struggled. You know, we've got clients that um, a good example would be um, a wallpaper manufacturer that we have in the northeast. Now they've had one of the, the better years because obviously people have had you know money in their pockets and they've not been able to go out and spend that money. So they've obviously used it to, uh, you know, redecorate the house. And with other clients that are involved with um, kind of external kind of uh, tiles, et cetera, uh, patios, and, you know, they've, they've had the best year kind of ever. But, you know, the downside now that, that they're all finding, finding is that, you know, there's now, um, a shortage of materials, mm. um, and they can't really see that continuing until the you know the supply line improves. Um, I was speaking to um, a wine distributor this morning just before this call, and obviously he exports, sorry, imports, I should say, uh, quite a bit of wine from Europe, and the the lead time that he has now is probably three months before he can get the wine that you know he wants. Uh, which causes difficulties for him in respect to the fact it's difficult to get the wine in, but also he he has to try and anticipate what people will want to buy, um, because his lead time is that much longer than one, than you know what it was before, and so mm. you know there's kind of a mixed kind of um, response from clients as you know as they come out of COVID. 
Yeah, it's sort of the aftershock of the pandemic, isn't it? But it's also a little bit of a knock-on effect also from Brexit, isn't it? You know, the sort of, not just the material shortages, but also the fuel shortages, the shortages in labour as well. It's kind of like that sort of double-pronged hit from sort of leaving the European Union and also suffering the effects of COVID that sort of ultimately led to this. And it is a challenge for businesses to manage because we've come out of the chaos of restrictions and now we're sort of having to sort of manage through this period as well. Yeah, that, that's correct. It's almost like a, a perfect storm where everything is like, um, you know, arriving at, at, at the same time. Uh, and obviously that's, you know, causing difficulties. Um, you know, we all have probably benefited from the boost of, you know, the business support loans, the bounce back loans, the fact that we've not been able to spend and that money has been accumulating in, uh, you know, people's bank accounts. And that's, you know, created kind of a, almost like a mini boom within the economy and has caused things like, you know, shortage of cars and all that linked to the shortage of, uh, you know, the, the, the chips and that. But, you know, the second-hand car market, you know, the cars are increasing in value rather than, you know, depreciating. Um, so, um, you, you know, that, that that's kind of where we are, excuse me, at the minute. Mm. And you mentioned as well about the um, the bounce back loans. This is a really important factor as we start to kind of move out of restrictions, isn't it? Because eventually there's going to be that cliff edge for businesses where these loans need to be paid back. And we've already seen as well the temporary VAT reduction being reversed at the start of this month going from 5% to 12.5%. And then next April, it's going to be back up to the full 20%. So um, businesses um, are in that sort of limbo period where they're going to have to be really careful managing that transition. And financially, for some, that's easier said than done. I think that that's correct, Scott. At the end of the day, you know, like I just mentioned, you know, there's, there's, there's this mini boom with the money being in the economy. But, economy, but like you said, it will need to be repaid at some point. But, you know, there's a, a, a double kind of whammy in respect of, you know, companies and clients have to repay the bounce back loans. But, you know, there's an impending, you know, tax increases that they'll also have to fund as well. So, in effect, there's, there'll be, you know, the tax that they'll have to pay on the profit to generate the cash to pay back the loans, and then there'll be the increased tax to pay for the, implications of how much money the government has actually borrowed to, you know, support us all through COVID. So it will be a difficult time for, you know, clients, companies and individuals themselves because, you know, it's against the fact that at some point we have to pay back for what we've actually borrowed. Exactly right. And to sort of help with this, um, the RFM Charter Group of Accountants has extended its hand once again. You started a new facet of the business called RFM Finance. And the point of that is to sort of help fortify those clients who struggled with sort of loan access and support as well due to the pandemic and due to the way their businesses have been performing. So how has it been sort of getting that all off the ground and what's the response been to that? Well, the reason why we actually... um formed that particular new venture was on the basis that we were approached by clients to, you know, raise finance, whether it be asset finance or invoice discounting, factoring, um, you know, loans against assets such as property. Because, you know, in the past, you know, the normal high street banks would have lent money on the basis of, um, you know, security, security serviceability, but also they would look at the past performance of the business. Now, any sort of bank are now looking at 
the business and it looks at the past performance for the last you know, 18, 24 months isn't actually going to see a good picture for the majority of businesses anyway. And I, you know, personally think, and I'm finding that banks aren't really um, lending as much, if any, to the same level as what they were before. So as a result of that, you know, businesses have to find alternatives. And obviously with our position in the marketplace, we you know, used, have used different uh, providers in the past. So really we brought them all together under you know, RFM funding solutions with a view to helping clients bridge that gap to the point at which, um, you know, the normal banks will, you know, come on stream. You know, I've got one particular client that, um, you know, is looking to refinance because one of the high street banks has basically asked them to rebank. And we've managed to find a funder in the marketplace that will actually do that, you know, provide a bridging loan for a period of time so they can exit the high street bank with a view to in two years' time going back into the normal banking system. Um, so, you know, that's the logic and the reasons why we have formed that particular new venture, Scott. And obviously now we're at that point in the year where we're re-entering the colder months as well and the government has outlined its COVID winter plan where vaccines are going to form sort of the crux of their approach and hopefully it shouldn't warrant restrictions coming back. Um, For business, just how imperative is it in your view that we don't see a return of lockdowns and should we potentially almost be prepared with certain buffers for if it does end up happening and we do end up sliding backwards? Well, for one, I hope I hope it doesn't um, end up in a lockdown situation because I don't think I don't think uh, you know a lot of businesses would survive that again, having you know borrowed once in effect, um, borrowing again is almost like you know impalatable at the end of the day. You know, it's something that people want to do, and I think I don't think politically a lockdown will happen again. Um, you know, without being cynical, it's not surprising that as soon as uh, you know furlough comes to an end you know the travel restrictions have, have been lightened somewhat because at the end of the day if they hadn't and the airlines couldn't fly or weren't uh, being used as much you know the impact on them would be even more catastrophic as to, to what it's already been so far um, mm-hmm. so um, you know hopefully it won't it won't happen again because I don't think a lot of businesses will you know, survive a second lockdown. And like I mentioned before, there's this like bubble in the economy at the minute with the, all the money um, swashing around. But I think, you know, come, you know, post-Christmas, um, you know, a few businesses may may fold because they can't afford to, um, you know, repay the loans, repay the extra tax. Now, now that kind of buffer has disappeared. But then conversely, I'm also finding that your clients and including ourselves is you, you're more um, you're planning more and actually saving and putting money away almost for you know to make sure you've got some wool on your back to survive something like that in the, in, in the future whereas you know lots of businesses have run to the extent that you know they're, they're almost like borrowing the maximum etc and, and haven't really planned for a a rainy day where I think people's mindsets now because of what has happened over the last couple of years have, have, have changed and they've become a bit more prudent. Mm, exactly right. That's probably continuing. 
Yeah, I think that sort of prudence, as you call it there, uh, that's probably that's probably the best word, and that was the word I was going to use uh, for sure. I mean, it's moving away from that sort of hand-to-mouth existence, isn't it? And that's exactly why, again, we need to, of course, move away from sort of lockdowns, because as, 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 obviously as amazing as the support measures have been from the government, it's not something that's sustainable in the long term, having the state continuously propping up businesses and propping up the economy. And uh, people who think that we can just afford to keep doing that almost annually when we get to the winter, I mean, that's an idea that needs to sort of be done away with very, very quickly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's that, 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 that correct, Scott. Um, um, you know, ho- hopefully it won't happen again, fingers crossed, and everything else mm. crossed. And of course, assuming that um, we don't see any sort of restrictions uh, coming back and we keep our fingers firmly crossed for that, um, what action do you sort of want to see from government now to try and help business as it's adjusting? Because, you know, we've got those cliff edges of that business rates and loan repayments and everything. So what needs to happen now to make sure that that is a smooth transition and businesses aren't going to be going to the wall during this time? I think, I think the way that the you know the government can help is you know obviously you, you know we have to pay back what what what's borrowed, but it's it's the period and the speed at which we uh, do pay that money back, and obviously the government has control over that on the basis of which they decide to raise taxes. Now, obviously, you know we've got the implications like you mentioned before of coming out of Brexit and, and problems with the supply chain, etc. I think the government need to have a bit more patience before they start actually raising taxes because it will only have a you know a negative impact on business going forward. Um in respect of, you know, support and that, you know, things like I don't know, capital out, um, allowances and the super deduction and the R and D, I think all that should remain in place and shouldn't be touched because of that help the business um, you know invest develop move forward you know develop new products allows them to adjust to you know market changes you know i have you know clients that um you know basically have a shop front but they've, they've then moved some of their business online and even though it, it may not um it may not always be obvious, but but they can actually, you know, make an R and D claim for moving from one kind of business process to another one. So if the government uh, help with that kind of support, then it, it can only help the, um, you know, those businesses develop, evolve, and change and adapt to, you know, everything that's happened or or, or may happen in the, you know, in the future. And hopefully there are signs that the government is really starting to uh, to prioritise that because uh, the Department for Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy has announced a review into the nation's RDI, Research, Development and Innovation Organisational Landscape to help sort of keep business driving the economy forward and gauge whether improvements are needed to keep the country a superpower in the fields of innovation. So hopefully the signs are there that, you know, this is what they're prioritising and that's not going to be compromised during this period. Yeah, yeah, I hope that's the case, Scott, um, because, you know, we need that to, you know, progress and develop the economy. Um, you know, mm. business people need incentives and tax breaks to help them get things off the ground and move forward. Otherwise, you know, in light of the backdrop of what I've said with the lack of funding, it, you know, it's going to be difficult over, over the next couple of years. 
Um, you know, whichever way you look at it, it, it will be difficult. It would be, absolutely. And uh, just before we do uh, wrap up, Paul, just because I'm conscious that we're starting to run short of time now, um, for yourselves at the RFM Charter Group of Accountants over the next 12 months as we look to negotiate this winter period and look to next year, what are some of your priorities are going to be and where do you see yourselves by this time in uh, 2022? Um, well, it's quite strange, Scott, because I had a, a staff meeting yesterday and you know, we do try and communicate everything with the staff. And somebody said, where, where, where would you see yourself in two years? And I said, at the end of the day, you know, we develop business plans for clients, but the day after you've done them, you know, they can be out of date. I said, if somebody asked me that question two years ago, I could have never envisaged that we have been, you know, going through a pandemic and be where we are now. But in respect of the RFM group, I think probably for the next, you know, 12 months, two years, it, it it, it will be a period of, I think, consolidation with, with, with what we have. Um, you know, we won't not invest in, you know, new technology, et cetera. Um, but obviously, we'll, we'll be a bit more prudent with um, our cash at the end of the day. Um, but having said that, you know, we will still be looking to, you know, expand and add on, you know, further offices and businesses to our kind of portfolio that won't really stop because, you know, regardless of whether you're in a, you know, a boom or a depression, opportunities do arise and you have to assess them and, and then decide whether or not you wish to take them forward or not, regardless of what's going on in the economy. So I still see us, you know, developing and expanding, but maybe, you know, with one eye on keeping a bit of, uh, you know, will on our back going forward. Exactly. Consolidation is the buzzword for so many. And if anyone is even in a position to talk about that E-word expansion, I suppose you've really got to take that as a positive. And I wish you all the best of luck with that going forward, Paul, over the course of the next uh, year or two. And also with the RFM finance business as that sort of gets off the ground and develops more and more. And I think as we start to sort of see how the next sort of 12 uh, to 18 months are really starting to play out, um, it would be good again to welcome you back onto the podcast just to catch up on how the business is getting on and how sort of your clients are adapting to the changing environment. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll see some positivity with what we've outlined today and the government will show that understanding and help business sort of transition as smoothly as possible. Yes, let's hope so, Scott. Thank you very much for having me on again and uh, I look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Uh, Likewise, Paul, and do take care and do stay safe with everything still going on as well uh, because, you know, still out there, but I think we're heading for better days. I think that's for sure. Same to you, Scott. Take care then. And to everybody tuning into the podcast today, um, if you happen to be a business leader with your own success story and would like to join us on the podcast, then please do visit leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply and maybe your voice will be heard on the national stage next.